Welcome to episode 35 of Land the Plane Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Land the Plane Podcast. My name is Dustin. And I'm excited. <laughs> this whole time. Mainly just, mainly just because of that, the intro. We're back to our normal intro music. I know. It felt good, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It was, was, was kind of cool. Bouncing my head, you know, having a good time. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah. Go ahead and tell them your name, though. Oh, we could have a new listener today. Jonathan. Okay. I was going to. The name is Jonathan. I didn't want to take it from you. Okay. You thanks. Know, you got to cling to something. So. But uh, we are. We're excited to be back. It's summer is over. It's done. It's, it's done. That's life, not. Life has went downhill so quick since the start of school. It's just over, people. No. No, it's actually been good. It was a great summer. We had yeah. our fun uh, with our Bible tripping series. Hope you tuned into those. If you haven't, go do it. They're short. You can get them done in a couple of drives, right? That's right. Well, and, depending uh, on how long your drive is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You might get them all. If you're stuck in traffic around here, but uh, that isn't the traffic. Okay, the the traffic between Benton and Little Rock in the mornings, it just like explodes exponentially once school goes back into session, and I don't understand that. Can it, you explain that to me? I cannot, because I've been driving in it since I was 18 years old, <laughs> and I'm older than 18 now. And it's been a nightmare, a thorn in my side forever. But haven't you not? I mean, you notice like every summer, once school lets out, yeah, like the traffic drops down, you know, that kind of thing. But as soon as school starts back, it's just, I mean, there's not a, I think there's a pretty huge difference. It's not that there's just no traffic, you know, during the summer, but the right. difference is, it's I th- crazy. I think what it is, because I don't believe that many people take the summer off. And if they do. I need to get in on that because I don't know what it is. But what I believe it is, Jonathan, is the fact that school makes everybody be somewhere at a certain time. Right. So now they have to drive to work at the same time. You know what I mean? It's like it forces a schedule on people. Whereas if I don't have to worry about school, I might leave 15 minutes early. I might have to do this. I might be a little later. So it puts everybody in the same place. You might not have to work till like 8.30, so... Yeah. yeah, you're later, but then if yeah. school, you got to get kids and then draw and then go whatever. Forces you to go at the same time, man. Man, that's a that's a pretty good uh, that's a pretty good hypothesis. Well, you know, since eighteen, man, since eighteen. So, yeah, but there's some people in. Uh, we do have some listeners in California, and there's probably somebody that lives in L.A. right now, going shut up. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, this is this is nothing compared to most cities yeah. honestly i i lived in nashville for quite a while um a few different times and yeah it was every morning my commute was about an hour i would schedule an hour um hour commute if you did that same trip on the weekend 15 minutes maybe yep you know i mean it was crazy nightmares nightmares man yeah i don't want to talk about it no more this is our happy place yeah <laughs> Don't talk about it. That's why you should listen to podcasts. This is a great place to listen to podcasts. It is. When you're stuck in traffic, yeah. especially a good Jesus podcast like this one. As you're cussing people out. 
You can ask forgiveness directly afterwards. What you do is you roll down your window and you yell, I would be cussing you, but I'm listening to Land the Plane Podcast. That's right. Advertise us yeah. while you're being a jerk. <laughs> we need your help. Thanks. We need your help. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we are glad to be back, hopefully on a more normal schedule now that uh, schedules are a thing and we're taking a break for summer. So um, hopefully we'll get regular in your uh, little podcast inbox. I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> we'll show up more often. Hopefully. Phone. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, but there has been some changes in life, and uh, tonight I'm going to share with you a change that I've been going through, me and my family, and uh, I think it's going to lead us into tonight's discussion, and it could be uh, a pretty interesting one, so um, I hope you all are ready and uh, into what we're going to talk about tonight. So I'm just going to jump right into the story, Jonathan, if that's cool with you. Yeah, man, this, go for it. train rolling. Yeah. Uh, a lot of y'all know that I've uh, been serving in a church uh, it's actually the name of the church is Third Baptist Church down in Malvern, Arkansas. And you did hear me correctly. It was Third Baptist Church. A lot of people are like, is there a third? I didn't know there was a third. There's always a first and maybe a second, but there's never a third. Well, in Malvern, there was. Third Baptist and Church. There, there still is. There still is. Yeah, still there. Still there. And uh, let, me, let me preface all this by saying a great church. Okay. Uh, I, I, I Love the church dearly. But we are at a point where we were serving as youth director there and just uh, me and my family and just uh, really getting to do what God wants to do. We've been there for, we're there for four years, just about uh, four years. And we felt like God was kind of saying to us that you came here and you've done what you were supposed to do and uh, I have a plan for the next few steps. And so we felt he was saying, basically, I have a plan for you guys and what I want you all to do. And I have a plan for this church. And it just wasn't together. You know, it was a, an individual path for both. So uh, we listened to God, and we have um, stepped down from our role there at Third Baptist. And, uh, man, it was tough, Jonathan, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what's not the best idea in the world, okay? Okay. So, you know, we were trying to figure out the date that would be our last day. And we have made a lot of great relationships that it's going to last forever. And when I mean forever, I mean eternity, because we get to spend time in heaven with these folks. And uh, it was so hard because, you know, it ain't easy to say bye, especially when you're working with students, you know, because... Well, it depends on the student. (laughs) Well, my students were awesome, Jonathan. Yeah. Um, And and so it was really hard. So what we decided is we wanted to take a a big family vacation before the end of summer because my job made made us push it back, my, my other job. And so it ended up being, we, we had church camp too, and I still want to take the kids to church camp. And my, my boys especially wanted to go. And, and I knew it was going to be hard because I'm an emotional guy a lot of times. And so when I get tired, I get extra emotional, Jonathan, sometimes. You get extra. Extra. Um, and uh, so all the students knew before church camp that, that that Sunday following church camp was going to be my last Sunday on staff there at the church. So church camp was extra emotional. <laughs> Like the last night of church camp, man, I cried like a baby, dude. I did. I did. A lot of them did too, not to throw them under the bus, but it was an emotional night. And uh, it was a hard thing to say goodbye, and it was a hard thing to to not be there. I mean, I still, I miss it uh, today. You know, we didn't, we weren't there last night, which y'all don't know what tonight is, but it's, it's a Thursday when we're recording this. And so we weren't there on a Wednesday night, and I was just thinking about them and missing them. And if they are listening, just say, guys, I miss you, love you. Uh, it's all good still, and uh, I'm excited because I get to go back and preach in uh, September there. I mean, so 
everything's great. Looking forward to that. And uh, made a lot of lifetime friendships there and look forward to them to continue to grow. But in doing all that, Jonathan, you know what that means. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> we did not mm-hmm. leave there to go to another church job or anything like that. So I'm currently not serving on staff anywhere because, honestly, um, that's not what God called us to do. And I think there's some stuff outside of the church, some different ministries that he wants me to focus on, including Land the Plane podcast and getting to do this and speak to y'all. But in saying that, we have to find a new church home, Jonathan. Mm, 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 mm. (laughs) I I don't understand where you're coming from. Oh, (laughs) yeah. It's a friend of mine has coined the term the Saline County Church Tour. (laughs) (laughs) When you're trying to find a church, we live in Saline County. He's like, yep, on the Saline County Church Tour. It's no fun. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's tough. And so what we thought we'd do tonight is we'd talk a little bit about um, church, why you should be a part of a church if you're not. Why uh, the 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 ways to look for a church and to dive into it, and then you know maybe uh, there's some things that we have to work on ourselves during that process to learn where we want to be. So that's yeah. what we're going to talk about tonight. So the search for church. I don't know if you like that, Jonathan. The search for church. I've already done the uh, the picture for the website and everything. It's called the search for church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you ain't gonna change my mind. <laughs> ain't gonna change my mind. All right, so I don't even know where to start. Well, what should you look for in the when when you're searching for a church? And <laughs> what should you what should you look for? Um, chicken, church's chicken. Found it. <laughs> no, that really, was dumb. it was dumb. I'm sorry. If it wasn't too hard, I'd tell you to edge that out, but it's yeah. too difficult. Um, you know, for us, uh, we're thinking about what we're looking for in a church. Is you know. It's hard because you want to look for a church that that has things that kind of fit your family in a way. You know, like maybe they have children's program if you have young kids. Maybe if they have a good youth program. Maybe if they are, um, you know, if you're into missions, if they're a mission-minded church, that maybe send people on mission trips. There's a lot of things that we start to look for and we start to see, you know, okay, church, what do you have to offer me as a person in the community yeah i'm looking at your church and i think a lot of times we look at a church and we say okay church what do you have to offer me yeah and that's really not the right mindset to go in that's the way i look at a buffet yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know honestly and and i think as americans especially that's the way we tend to look at everything you know it's what do you what what's in it for me Mm-hmm. What what do you have to offer me? What's you know all those kind of things? So why shouldn't church any be be any different? Yeah, and and it's but it also we're gonna get into that and and why church is supposed to be different. And I can real easy. I mean, in my mind is because um, our walk with Jesus. Jesus says, "Do not be of the world." So finding a church and being a part of a church should look different from the world because we're told not to be a part of it. But you know how? What does that mean? And it, it really, truly means, you know, when we're looking for a church, we've got to find a place that God's calling us to be to serve. And I'm not talking about necessarily, you know, having a job or anything like that, but 
when we're a member of a church, when we're part of a church family, we should have the mind of a servant. And what can we do? How can we come into that church and help further God's kingdom and join in on what God's already doing there at the church and just be a part of it? And I think that's a real hard mindset to walk into sometimes because of that I need to be served mentality that we have. Yeah, I totally agree. And it, but are there places for that? Like, is that some of that a needed thing as far as what you might get from a church? Are there some areas that you need to look at that are like, okay, this is going to serve me or this is going to serve my family? You know, that kind of thing. Are there some examples of that that we need to keep in mind as we're looking for a church? Yeah, I mean, I think you're going, if, I, if I'm if i following you correctly, we're going to the point where... I don't even know where I'm going, <laughs> so you're not following me. <laughs> but it's like, is it wrong for me to want to go to a church that offers certain things? Is that a bad thing? Is that I mean, is that kind of where you're going for yeah, or is there, you know, yeah, I mean, are there certain things that we need to look for or that we are just going to look for that, you know, that are maybe preferences? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean. Like, I, like the first one that I thought, just now thought of was even like style of worship. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I the church that we go to is very, you know, praising worship kind of thing Um, contemporary contemporary, that kind of thing and i i that fits my worship style i get i don't know how to exactly explain that but that's what i prefer now i grew up and you know singing out of hymnals and all those kind of things and i don't think there's anything wrong with that but I tend to believe that praise and worship music, more a more contemporary style of music, is a little bit more praise oriented. Uh, instead of kind of singing about God, you're more singing to God, mm-hmm. and so I I prefer that for for several reasons. So if I'm going to go to a church, that's one thing that I'm probably going to look at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be something that would definitely influence. Uh, but okay. So let me ask you this, because that's a good point. Because then you get into that's what you prefer. That's what you said. Pre- right. That word prefer. Prefer preferences. You know, we mm-hmm. can use that word. I think it's okay to look for your preferences and what you prefer, but I don't think those should ever. Uh, and I, I know you agree, but I don't think those should ever, um, out outweigh what God wants you to do. You know, if you, you might walk into a church that has the best worship service you've ever experienced in your life, and you're like, this is perfect for me. But you may go uh, the next week and go somewhere else, and in time you find that God's calling you to serve to a different place, uh, a different area. And you're thinking, man, I much prefer that form of worship, and maybe this one's not as good, but you still know where you need to go. You need to go where God's putting you and where God's calling you to be. So it's okay to have preferences, but they can't outweigh God's desire for where you want to be. Right. Right. Okay. So I definitely think one thing you should always do is you should know the church you're going to. You should do a little research and say, hey, what what kind of uh, 
what do you believe? You know, what, what, what do you believe in the gospel? Do you believe in the Trinity? Do you believe that Jesus is the son of God? Do you believe that Jesus is the way, the truth and the light? No one comes to father except through him. I mean, is those things that salvation is only found in Jesus are those foundations of the church. And you got to make sure that as you're looking at a church, that your, your foundations are where they're supposed to be. Right. And that's a, that's a, to me, that's one of those. If it doesn't, it's 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 not an option, you yeah. know. But so, do you think we should have those things that? And I heard a, a pastor use this type of analogy um, years ago. He was talking about those beliefs that we have, those those kind of standards, um, as it relates to teaching about God, the teachings of God. You know what what we believe that there's going to be certain things that we hold on, you know, kind of with our fist. You know, Jesus Christ is God's son. Jesus came to the world. He lived, he died, he, he rose again. You know, some of those kind of things are like, I'm not letting go of those things. You know, you're not. So those those are kind of those hard, I'm holding those in my fist. And then left hand, use the right hand for some reason. Um, left hand was these are beliefs that I have and maybe some convictions that I have and those kind of things. And I'm going to kind of hold on to those more loosely because I think some things can be interpreted one way and some things can be kind of interpreted another way. And, and so those I can, I can live with or live without. It's not going to change those things that are in my right hand. I've got the things in my left hand. So, you know, should we approach it kind of that way maybe with the church? Like, here's some hardcore things that I've got to have in a church. The non-negotiables. The non-negotiables, you know, yeah. that they're preaching and teaching what we believe to be the truth of, of God's Word. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a non-negotiable. Yeah. Um, what are some other non-negotiables? What do you think? <laughs> be- they're carrying out the Great Commission. Yeah, they're carrying out great commission that they, um, they're to me that they're they open their doors to all people, you know, as okay. far as races and there's no, you know, there's just no stigmas when it involves that kind of stuff. Yeah, because I mean, if the if the gospel is for everyone, then you mm-hmm. should invite everyone it's and God's. you should welcome everyone. All people are God's people, so they should all be yeah. welcome. Okay. Um, and Bob, we won't get into ne- necessarily specific beliefs because we could be here all night. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, I think some of those are that you're reaching out, but you're also taking care of, you know, inward mm-hmm. with the people that do come. You're preaching the gospel. Yeah, Bible's the same Bible based on the foundation of the Bible and what it teaches. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know. You got any more? <laughs> I mean, it's, a good, it's a good start. I'm sure yeah, there that's are. a pretty good list so far. But. but I think when people start, you know, because your list of non-negotiables could be different from my non-negotiables. But that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking. We're talking about foundation of Christianity. Those non-negotiables, right? Because some people be like, "Well, I only want chairs. I don't want pews." Well, that's not really a non-negotiable. Yeah, you might feel like it is, but it's not really. Right. You know. So. Yeah, that would definitely fall under. That wouldn't even get in the left hand. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Man. Um. I mean, you know, that's. Yeah. But now, things like things like, does your church have a children's ministry? You know, because there's some there's some churches who don't have a kind of separated children's ministry. 
some churches have a combined, you know, kind of children's ministry. Some do it a little bit different. I think that may be a not necessarily non-negotiable, but that's going to be really, I think, held kind of really high as far as what you want for your children. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, definitely that first category is, to me, is that's that's going to make or break those non-negotiables. But, yeah, the other the other hand, which is the the preferences, you know, I in thinking I have four kids, two are, you know, teenagers, two are elementary age kids. And, and as a parent and as a believer, I want my kids to, to be a part of a church where they're going to go and interact with people their age and they're going to um, maybe have some special activities planned for them that 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 are based in the gospel, you know, that are um, growing them and enriching them and helping them grow in their faith as a, hopefully as a, an additional, you know, as an, as an add-on item to what we're doing at home and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it wouldn't completely, if God was calling me to church and, you know, he may have a plan for you to be involved with the creation of something like that, you know? And so, yes, it's it's a preference thing for me, but I, it's hard to to put value on these preferences because it is it's pretty high up there for me. It's not quite that non-negotiable status, but it is a pretty high preference to to have something my kids will be involved in. But it's got to be founded. I want it founded in, in the gospel, man, yeah. in the oh, Bible. Yeah. yeah. Not just the cool games to play. I want it to be founded in their growing and discipleship, you know? Mm-hmm. Because even in that, you can have, you know, well, our preference is, is that we join a humongous church that's got very specialized programming for every age level and every, you know, all those kind of things. And, um, you know, it can be, it can youth ministry, any kind of ministry, honestly, um, can end up being a, a you know kind of a mile wide and six inches deep kind of a thing as far as are we really teaching them and raising up disciples or are we just creating spiritually inept you know people who like to go to church yeah because you know there's a huge difference there. So yeah, I think I think we need to if you're searching around for a church, I think you need to look at their children's ministry, their youth ministry, um, find some things about that, and and find out really are are you guys actually raising up disciples in your youth, you know, and how are you doing that? What's the approach with family? What's you know all those kind of questions before just oh look they. You know, love to do this event and this event and this event and this event, so it must be great. Yeah. You know, I think we need to peel back a couple of those layers to look to see really, really what's going on underneath before we, you know, jump in and, and you know, put our put our kids in the youth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I definitely I think, too, to add on is, and, and we want to make sure we say that, uh, we've always, since the very beginning of the show, said that we support the local church. We never want to replace it. We just want to be a part of what the local church is doing. Um, and we completely 100% believe that. And we definitely aren't trying to say one church is right just because of the way they do things. You know, um, Yeah. As long as that foundation's there, it's it's okay that there's churches that do things differently because there's people that 
look for different things. So that's okay. But what we are saying is when you're examining yourself and you're looking at that, um, it shouldn't you shouldn't just you shouldn't just go to the church that's the closest to you and just say that's my church, it's the one the closest to my house. Right. And I don't think you should go to church just because that's where your mom goes, or your dad goes, or your cousin goes, or your best friend goes, or your neighbor goes. And I don't think you should just go find a church and then the next week join and say, well, this is just my church. I think it's healthy and it's smart to put time in into yeah. trying to find where God's wanting you to be and get that big picture of who that church is, how active they are, what kind of work they're doing, and how how you see God, you know, yeah. active in it. And yeah. as we go through this search, I'll probably bring this up over the next however many shows. I won't talk about it the whole time, obviously, but might update people every once in a while. But man, one thing that really speaks to me is is prayer, because prayer can be one place I struggle with. And I love going to church where I see like a strong influence of prayer. I love seeing people being pulled to the front. We're going to pray for this guy. We're going to do this. To me, that speaks huge amounts uh, because um, I you know, believe in the power of prayer and that we should be constantly praying, even though I struggle with it at times. Um, so, so that's one of those preference things that kind of speaks out to me and gets my attention sometimes. And so you got to find those things that work for you as well. Yeah, and I don't. I don't know if I would necessarily call that a preference. I, I might would call it more like a pillar. I mean, that's like a that's a big deal yeah. because we're one we're commanded to pray, and we see Jesus' example of praying. So, yeah, I don't know how it's carried out. Those kind of things that might be kind of preferential, but I just tell you, if you go into a church that that doesn't pray, you need to maybe find another church <laughs> or if you, if you go into a church and they don't spend hardly any time, I mean, there's just nothing. They're not speaking about prayer. They're not, you know, engaging their, their community, their members with prayer, those kind of things. Yeah. Um, and it may not be evident, you know, you may not be able to see it from the very beginning, which is goes kind of back to what you were talking about, about, you know, you don't just go one time and then you, you've made up your mind, but, if you dig a little bit around and kind of, you know, kind of, hey, interview pastors, by the way, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, ask, talk about, and and kind of get a feel for prayer, because I think that's a huge thing. Yeah, and, and like I said, interview pastors, and I don't, I don't, I think you should speak on that a little bit more, but I mean, yeah. I'm sitting here thinking, just the leadership of a, of a church, period, you know, there's, there's a lot to speak on there, but... Is it is it wrong to say? <laughs> just stop me if I'm wrong, Jonathan. Okay. If you're, you're wrong, if you're visiting to the church and you're thinking about that, this is the church that God's calling you to. This it's the place for you to be. If the pastor can't meet with you, I mean, I know they're very busy. Okay, I'm not. But if they can't meet with you at some point, is it? To me, that's kind of a, a pretty important step, like to sit down and speak and have lunch or a quick meeting or or just yeah, a cup some, of coffee, yeah, whatever, and sit down with the leader of that church to find out his heart and who he really is. And if they can't make that time for you, or if, I mean, am I being bad for saying that? It'd be hard for me to to say this well, is the I place for it, me if they're not. I think it goes to you. Got to look at the size of the church. Yeah, one. If you start going to North Point, you're not getting lunch with Andy Stanley. True, true, I mean, very true. Because you know, 
the little quip kind of thing is if if you're if Andy Stanley comes and visits you in the hospital, it means you're dying. You know, Might so see Jesus next. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's so. I think part of it depends on that. However, at a large, large church like that, you should be able to quickly find who you can go to lunch with. Right. Yeah. There should be some uh, you know, leadership role yes, somewhere within absolutely. the church. Um, I know at our, I mean, I interviewed our pastor kind of, he didn't know it, but mm-hmm. um, we went out to lunch and my, my whole thing of going to lunch with him was, I want to kind of see what this cat thinks. Yeah. And you know what I mean? I, I asked him a bunch of questions and all those kind of things. And he asked me and um, I probably left that lunch um more thinking, okay, yeah, this might be where we go than than maybe even Sunday mornings because I really got to hear his heart, you know? Yeah, and that's a big deal. And the, kind of what his vision is, I mean, yeah. for, for... And that he had one. <laughs> that, that matters. And that he, he wants to, you know... Well, his plans are for getting the message out to the kingdom. I mean, across that's important, and it's it's good to know that because if you're not on the same page to some level. Now, I'm not saying you, like, go to church Sunday morning for the first time, and then you're like, yo, pastor, lunch today. You know, <laughs> you, you got to take some time. You got to work into it. You got to, you know, you want to want to figure some things out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, have that meeting. Make sure you're on the same page with leadership of the church and that they they have a heart to go where, where you believe. I mean, you want to go as well. Yeah, and I and I think speaking of leadership is is looking at the style, um, kind of how that leadership is put together. How is that leadership organized? Um, is it a is it a one man show where whatever the pastor says that's you know that that goes and nobody can argue with him? All those kind of things, um, or is it you know congregational led where? You know, if you want to do anything, then the whole congregation has to vote on it. All those, or is it um, led by a group? Um, whether it's elders, deacons, those kind of things, um, you, you really need to look into that. And and again, even asking some tough questions about, hey, what happens when things go wrong? Yeah, you know what kind of what kind of things do you have in place? Um, to keep it from going wrong, you know, are there checks and balances? Are there things, you know, um, just a, as a, for instance, at, at the church that I'm going to, um, we have a, it's, it's a group of elders that, that lead and that kind of thing. And one of the checks and balances that they have is that they will never have more paid staff on that in that group making decisions than they do unpaid staff. So they keep that so that, so that the people who are getting paid ministry staff can't just go off and run everything without, you know, what we call the lay people of the church having, having input. So they, they have to, you know, agree on those kind of things. And that, so, I mean, that's just an example of a check and balance. You can do that in a you know, in, in several different ways, but you need that. Um, not only for the protection of the church, but also pro- for the protection of the pastor so that they don't get into a situation where people even accuse them 
of being kind of a one man show when they're not, you know, so they, they need to have that protection, but they also need to have that accountability. Um, And if, and if a, if a pastor doesn't welcome that kind of accountability, then there's something going on. Yeah, for sure. And you might be sitting there listening to this going, man, I got to do all that work to find a church. What we're basically saying is these these are things that we believe that you should be looking at. You should be you're diving into a little bit. But you can ask, you should be able to ask any questions you want to ask. You should be able to dig in as, as deep as you want to get to know uh, get to know this church a little bit, especially if you're thinking about joining and being a member and doing all those things. I mean, you have a right to know. You have a, uh, a part in it. So don't be afraid to ask those questions. Don't be afraid to get into it and uh, really learn what it is that you're going to be a part of and going forward. Now, I will say, too, that um, it's a family effort is, is kind of one thing I want to put in here real quick. It's a family effort because when we go and we're on this journey to visiting, I mean, we, we keep our kids. We keep in communication with our kids about it, with each other about it. But it, just to kind of see how everybody feels, let people unpack things after you go visit a church. Talk about it, you know. Unpack it a little bit as a family. Because the one thing I've been reminded of, because it's been a while since I've looked for a church, you know, to try to find a church home, is it's hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> and it's exhausting, and it's frustrating at times. Yep. But you can never walk into a church and expect it to be perfect. No. Because it won't be. No. Cause it it's, just won't. Yeah, because if it is, you need to leave because you'll screw it up. <laughs> well, I mean. He, yeah, you're right. I mean, even the church that God puts you in, yeah. where He, you feel like this is the church, it's not going to feel perfect. No, there's gonna and there's always going to be things that, um, there's always going to be things that that are wrong that need improvement. I mean, that's just. You know, um, so there's going to be some things here and there that it's like, man, I really wish they would do this better. Well, talk to them because they don't know unless they know. Right. You know, um, don't badger, but talk. Right. Exactly. There's <laughs> so, there's a difference. Yeah. 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 I had to I had to do the same kind of, you know, going to a, a new church role, whatever, a few years ago and just finding a church to go to. Um, and it, it's no fun. I actually thought when I first started looking, I thought this is going to be awesome. I'm just going to be able to go to churches and see how people are doing stuff and listen to different pastors. And this is going to be cool. Yeah. That lasted like mm, five minutes into the first church that we went into (laughs) and there was nothing wrong. There wasn't anything bad about it. It was just that I'm kind of an introvert in some ways, mm-hmm. which is really weird that I'm on a podcast and I'm kind of an introvert. Um, but like p- church people did what church people are supposed to do at this church. They came up and said, hi, how are you doing? You know, what's your name? Blah, you know, all those kind of things. And I really didn't want to talk to anybody because <laughs> so, my personality is, hey, I can stand over here and just watch everything and kind of get to know what I need to know. Um, but people were really friendly. So I decided, man, if I'm going to visit a bunch of churches, I need like a T-shirt that says, I love you, but don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I know you want to talk, and I appreciate it. Yes. You're doing awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's really tough, man, and it's it's a challenge. And 
Oh, you know, and, and to be honest, sometimes you walk into a church, there's going to be churches you might walk into and nobody will say a word to you. Yeah. And there might be some churches that you walk to and you get a nice little comfortable greeting. And there's even the ones that you can walk into sometimes and they're just so excited to see you that you feel like it's you're already scary. a member. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like you're already, you're already at the putt luck, putt luck, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you're it's like, I don't know you that well. <laughs> so it can, it's, it can be difficult, yeah. but I think as the journey goes, and trust me, I'm reminding myself that right now, is as the journey goes, it's going to be good. At the end of the yeah. day, it's going to be good if you hold on and keep plugging away. Yeah. And the thing that you've mentioned, you've mentioned it multiple times, but it's, it's not made the point. And I think it's, I think that's, this needs to be the, this isn't going to be our final point, but as far as where to look, maybe this is the final point where God wants you. Yeah. You know, that's the, um, man, just be praying, like pray and pray and pray and pray and pray about where God wants you. Because there's a place that he wants you. And when you get there, I, I believe you'll know. Yeah. We we knew um, the last several, I mean, I've had to look for churches several times after moving or, you know, all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time it just seems like when we get to the place where, yep, we're supposed to be here, it just, we just know. You know, and, and the, the Holy Spirit can make that very clear. So be, but he, you know, ask, ask God, where do you want me? Um, and then, uh, you know, go multiple times, do some research, take the pastor out to coffee, all those kind of things. And they might not tell you on the first visit. Spirit might not tell you on the first visit. It might take a few. You just never know. Just be open, open yeah. and ready. Yeah. All right. So. I know, I know, y'all. We probably jumped around a little bit on that, but it's it's hard, and we we know that we jumped we, around more than crisscross <laughs> on that one. Oh gosh! <laughs> y'all know that reference. Well, a, I apologize, but, but B, yeah, the backwards uh, backwards overalls, man. Oh, dude. <laughs> can't admit, can't admit that. We're, we're gonna move on. So, okay, so we talked a lot about uh, just kind of the process, and, and, and it's so much more than that, but we just hit some highlights. But So the new question is, the next question in tonight's discussion is, Jonathan, do I do I need to go to church? Like, why You do, bother? for sure. <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> but that's a question that's out there. That's a, that's a lot. You talk to a lot of people, okay? And, um, you know, one thing we try to do on this podcast is talk some truth and we try to talk to anybody that's either a believer non-believer or anywhere in between and wherever you're at in your walk okay with jesus sometimes we just want to talk truth to you and we're trying not to hurt feelings but we're just trying to be honest at the same time you need to go to church yeah okay yeah um a few reasons i'm gonna tell you the number one reason is because we're told to go to church (laughs) We're told to be part of a family of believers. We're told to not give up meeting together. We are told this. It's it, it's because God knows the importance of it. Because it, the church is the bride of Christ, as described in the Bible. There's a reason for that, and there's a reason that's there, and there's a reason you're supposed to be a part of it. And God desperately wants you to be a part of it. So let's just get that out of the way first. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many reasons why, but um, I think one of the biggest ones is is that we are not meant to do this thing alone. 
Um, we are made in the image of God, and if we look at who God is, he is three in one. And so that communion that he shares with uh, between the Holy Spirit, the Father, and, and the Son, um, I think that's something that we are designed to share. And you can't do that if you're by yourself. And saying, I'm with me, myself, and I doesn't count. So... <laughs> I think we have to have that communion because we were designed for it. But then I also think, like, you can get in a really bad spot by yourself, you know, and sin really will push us toward um, isolation. Um, And that's exactly what the devil wants. He wants us to be isolated away. He wants us to believe that we're, you know— well, I can't go to church because I'm such a terrible Christian or I'm, you know, all those kind of things. Um, And we can't do that. Like, we have to have community. We have to have other people pouring into us, people that we can pour into. We just have to have it. We're designed that way, and and it it helps a whole lot with um, just that whole isolation with sin. I mean, man, the list can go on and on and on. Yeah. And so, since we've answered the question, should you go to church? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, I know you may be sitting there and going, I don't have to go to church to have a relationship with Jesus. You are correct. You can experience salvation and have a relationship with Jesus without going to church. But understand, he desperately wants you to go be a part of a church. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about some of the reasons people don't go to church, Jonathan. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, the... Do you want to? Okay, here's the thing. There are a lot of things that people will list as reasons why they don't want to go to church. Most of them are bull. Yeah. Um, it's full of hypocrites. Well, yeah, of course it is. Yep. We're human beings. If you can join any group on the planet that does not include hypocrites, please let me know. Yep. Okay. There are posers. There are hypocrites, there are all that kind of, you know, everywhere that that should not affect you because you you deal with it in every other area of our life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's hypocrites. So throw that one out the window. Um, sorry, that one was... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean... I get onto that one a little bit just because the, it's... It's so prevalent why people don't, you know, well, I just, those people don't, well, of of course not. We're not perfect. We screw up everything. If if you're going to church and everybody's acting like they're complete, you know, like they're perfect, one, you're not looking hard enough, Mm -hmm. you know, to to really see how people are acting. Um, Because I just don't buy it. I don't buy that that everybody at any church is acting like they've all got it together and they're perfect and all that kind of thing. No, now, now we can say, Jonathan, I think it's fair. There's some bad churches out there. Yes. There, there is some, can we start naming them? No, I don't think we should name them. (laughs) There's pretty, if you're going to a church and they're protesting at soldiers funerals, that's a bad church. It's a bad church there. That's the one we'll name. Yep. And, and we didn't even name it. No, we didn't, but you know who it is, and that's okay. Because um, if you're going to make dumb decisions like that, we're going to call you out a little bit. Uh, but, okay, so 
there are bad churches out there, and there is churches that do things the wrong way, and there's churches that claim Jesus, and they don't. The Jesus they claim is not Jesus. Okay, so let's let's get that out of the way. There's some things you're going to find as you're visiting churches, or you might have that built inside of you now that. I'm not going to go to church because churches are bad. They're, they're, they, they treat people bad. They um, believe wrong things. There is. There's some horrible churches, and no, please don't be a part of one of them. Right. Just if, they, if, you're, if you go visit one and it's horrible, leave. If you go yeah. to one and they don't preach the gospel and they do untruths from the pulpit, I've been there. I've experienced it. I ain't going back. There's, yeah. It's not it's not an option anymore. Right. Okay, so there are bad churches out there. We get that, so we want to make sure we acknowledge that. But does that mean that they're all bad? No, it does not. Yeah, there's so many good ones out there. For every bad one, there's so many more good ones. Now they may not all fit you. We discussed that earlier. They may not all fit you and who you are, but there's churches out there that are for you. I promise, they're there and they're good churches and they're going to be a part of it. And you need. If a person or a church has hurt you, and that's the reason you don't go to church anymore, quit holding that against Jesus. Yeah. Because all he does is love you. Yeah. And all he does is desire to have a relationship with you and for you to be a part of a family. And he will put you where he wants you to be. So quit using sinful man as an example and a reason for you not to be a part of a church. Yeah, because because all that is is proof that we do need Jesus. Yeah. Uh, every, anybody and everybody. And just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you like no longer need what Jesus has. You know, uh, that's the we're not perfect after we accept Christ after we start following him. Um and, and so that if you go into a chair, well, everybody, you know, does this or that, or this person hurt me. Well, yeah. And it's just further proof they need Jesus. We all need him. That's the point. That's kind of the point of salvation. Mm-hmm. So don't use that as an excuse. Don't let, yeah. don't let people, don't let man keep you from a relationship with Christ. Keep trying. Yeah. And he, and here's one. It, so we kind of talked about that one. Here's one that I want to throw out there. I think, I think we could probably talk about the real reasons why people don't go to church. Okay. Lay it on me. I think the real reason why people don't go to church is because they don't want to change. Mm. They, they don't want to, they use every excuse in the book, but they know if I go, it's not going to be comfortable. Well, why is it not going to be comfortable? Because people are going to tell me stuff that I need to change yep. and do differently. Well, here's the thing. That's a good possibility. I'm I'm large. <laughs> there are there are uh, there are things about me that I need to change mm-hmm. physically. The most uncomfortable place on the planet for me, well, maybe not, but I don't want to go to the gym. Yeah. Why would I want to go to the gym? <laughs> There's people there that don't look like me. They look better than me. Yeah. And and I'm not going to be able to do everything. And and if I go there, then I'm going to have to do stuff that's hard, and and it's going to change me. Well, yeah, that's kind of the point of the gym, right? Yeah. I, I think that's the point of the church too. I mean, that, that's that's the gospel is that 
that we need help. And is it comfortable? No. Okay. But we we do uncomfortable things all the time when we realize that we need to change. So we don't like change. We like the way we are. That's, I think, the biggest reason why people don't go. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I can't argue with that. It's it's tough. It's tough. I mean, it's and you get you get so used to where you're at. And you get used to the way you do things. And you know what? There's things that we like to do that we know is not the best for us. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, but it's a work in progress, man. Too, because I think a lot of people get the idea that before they can ever go to church, they have to put on this. My life is good. Yeah. You know that fake looking. Yeah. And I know this is an example used way too much about the whole. You don't go to the doctor unless you're sick. You know you you. You go to church because you go to church to find redemption, you know, to find mercy, to find grace, to find who Jesus is, to experience stuff. That's what you're looking for. I mean, you should you should go with the attitude of okay. Let me phrase it like this: There's nothing about you that's so bad that you can't work on and Jesus can't help you. Because I know yeah. there's some people that don't go to church because they're like, I'm too far gone. Mm-hmm. Or, you know what, I, I don't believe everything that that church believes. Or or I have too many questions. Or there's too much going on. Let me tell you, this is the one truth I know that I remember daily is that Jesus died on the cross to overcome any sin that you could ever think about having in your life. And if you say your sin is so big or so bad or your life is so messed up that you can't go to church, you can't go to Jesus, you can't have that relationship because you're just so bad, well, you just told me, my God, that Jesus Christ went to die on that cross and it wasn't good enough. Yeah, you're bigger than God. And that's not the case. I'm just telling you, whatever it is that you're holding on to, if it's other people, if it's whatever it is, man, Jesus is bigger. But you're going to have to give him a chance. You're going to have to spend some time. You're going to have to work on it. You're going to have to say no to yourself. Get out of bed. Make that sacrifice. Go figure it out. If you have questions, if, you have, if you're trying to figure out this thing called life, if you're, if you're making that effort, and if you're listening, I hope you are. I mean, I think it's one of the things that might bring you here. Go find that church. Give it a chance. Don't just... Yeah. And don't just silence. go to one and then no. lump every every one of them together in the same boat. And don't walk in the door looking for an excuse not to come back. Yeah, because you'll find one. You'll find it. Or 12. You'll find it. All right. <laughs> they didn't let me out in time to go get my dinner. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's yeah. if you're looking for an excuse, you're going to find one, even if you just make it up oh. and you don't even know it. Well, I think we need to land the plane. Land it. We're, we're running out of time. We don't want, never want to keep you too long. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it real short and simple. We've said a lot tonight. You know, you may be like, man, they're giving me a hard time. Maybe we are because we're doing this. We do care. We do care about this message. We do care about the things we're sharing. But most importantly, we care about people's relationship with Christ. And we just want people to give it a shot and know that being a part of a church is important. It's um, a commandment. It's um, because of all the good and the fellowship that it can bring. Will there be difficult times? Sure. Is finding a church home hard? Yes. Are you going to have to say no to yourself? Yes. Are you going to 
get frustrated? Of course you will. But at the end of the day, when you find where God wants you to be and you start getting some of those questions answered and you start working through it, I truly believe you'll be blessed to be a part of it and, and you'll see the positive influence and the positive effects it has on your life. And don't let the negativity and truth is don't let Satan keep you out because that's his goal. So yeah. uh, just keep plugging away and uh, give it a shot. Give it a shot. All right. I think it's landed. Do it. Done. <laughs> thank you all for listening. Thank you for coming back. Uh, thank you for sticking with us in the summer. Uh, we just really appreciate our listeners. And, man, we want to continue to grow this show. And you all do an awesome job. A couple of weeks. Couple, actually, right before the summer, we were like, man, help us out. Go to go to Apple Podcast, wherever you listen. Give us a rating and review. And we actually saw a couple of new ratings and stuff come in. And so thank you for that. And uh, we could use more of those. Share things on social media. Get in discussions with us. Man, uh, we, we just want to talk to you all more about it. And hopefully uh, this converse, this can lead to a lot more conversation. Send us an email. Um, you can send us an email at landtheplanetoday at gmail.com. We'd love to hear more about maybe the journey you're going through and how we can even pray for you specifically in your journey. And I ask you, pray for me and my family as we're trying to find uh, our new church home too because it's tough. It's tough. But follow us on uh, Facebook at Land the Plane today, Instagram as well. You can catch us on Twitter at Land the Plane 247. And uh, I think that's about it. I think uh, I threw it all out there, Jonathan. Yeah. You're so much, sure. such a big help. Once, once you start that, man, I sign off. He's done. He's done like, for the evening. He's staring out the window. There's a storm, a storm coming up. in. I'm listening to it. He's uh, having a good time over there. But, y'all, thank y'all so much. Help us spread the word, and uh, hopefully yes. we'll be back on schedule now. Hey, everybody, everybody do this. Tell one person, like right now, tell one person yeah. about Land the Plane podcast. One person you think would listen to it that actually listens to podcasts, you're not even going to have to explain what a podcast is. That's a hard discussion. <laughs> and to bring this thing full circle, if you're sitting in traffic right now, yeah, just roll down the window. Yeah. <laughs> Tell somebody. <laughs> Yell it. No, that doesn't uh, count. No, no, no but seriously, if you want to help us out, tell one person, uh, get them to listen to the show. We yep. would so appreciate it. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, that's it. Yeah. Good. We're going to see y'all. I guess we'll talk in a couple of weeks. There you <laughs> so go. That's our plan. So uh, y'all be good, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. <laughs>